Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall. Um, we had a reader, listener. This is a podcast, not a blog. <laughs> we have listeners, not readers. <laughs> Listener uh, wrote in with a question. You want to um, tee up their question for us? Yeah. Um, we had kind of um, looked at this before, and I think we misunderstood, but a, a, a listener definitely wanted us to talk more about um, forgiving yourself and accepting yourself after a series of mistakes and a potentially long series of making mistakes. Um, or, or committing these errors. So uh, we wanted to kind of wrap back around and, and follow up with that person and um, focus in maybe a little bit more on, on exactly what she was wanting or they were wanting. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is interesting because a lot of my clients kind of bring this up, This the idea that there's a history of really awful errors or a pattern or a habit in their life um, that they just kind of feel like has wiped away their own self-respect, their own... Um, ability to kind of um, have any positive feelings for themselves, and they they're really unsure of how to move from that space uh, to a, to a more healthier headspace. You, do you see this at all? Yes, all the time. I, I think it's pretty common with both depression and anxiety disorders, um, because there's a, there tends to be a history there of regret or or frustration or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, and so and um, relationship problems. Yeah. I yeah. see this a lot with Boy, relationship issues. Isn't that the truth? And, and especially in, in relationships that tend to be cyclical where, where you're breaking up and getting back together and you're breaking up and getting back together. And mm-hmm. uh, it's really difficult. There's this real, um, um, I, man, it's uh, shame. Maybe uh, uh, a lot of the times really intense shame around that. Um, where people are just really kind of almost disgusted with themselves as they, they'll describe it. I see with kids too, parents towards their, like looking back on how they did or didn't raise their kids. Or, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean their their kids are all grown now, you, even people who have um, kids who are still kids. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so this idea of forgiving yourself after mistakes. Um, let, let's start off with just with the idea of forgiveness because I think yeah. this is a, um, confusing topic to a lot of people. Yeah, you can get into a lot of semantical kind of... Um, so what is forgiveness? Yeah. What does forgiveness actually mean? What do you think? What was your... Well, I think our uh, for a lot of people, this has, whether you're religious or not, this, this word and this idea has a lot of religious associations baked into it. Or, or um, moral kind of associations maybe? Yeah. Or, yeah. And, and even sort of the idea that well, two, two things I think a lot of people associate with forgiveness. The first is that it's it's a thing. Like you you do forgiveness once, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you forgive someone or someone forgives you and yeah. then you're done. It's a moment. Yep, it's a moment, right? Yeah. And then the other thing is that it, it, that it has to do with um, that it's kind of karmic or that there's like there's this sense that like the scales have to be evened out. So like... Um, retribution or right. justice comes yeah. in. So Restoring. if I've done something bad to someone, I think a lot of people assume, I don't know how much they think about this, but they assume if I've done something bad, something bad has to happen to me in order to like even the scales before I can be forgiven. Yeah, I have to pay some price to feel exactly. better or to, 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 yep. to move on or to forgive myself or whatever it is. I have to restore that wrong or right that wrong. 
So to me, those are the two big assumptions. And usually they're assumptions that people haven't really investigated very well. They, they maybe kind of know that those are going on, but they haven't really thought much about forgiveness itself. So that the first thing I would say is if you're in this position, I would take it a little time and just think about what does forgiveness mean to me? Like, what does that mean? Where, where, where did I learn about, if I, did I learn about forgiveness somewhere? What did I learn specifically about it? Yeah. How, do I, how do I think about forgiveness? Yeah, or even jot down some of your ideas about yeah. forgiveness and see what it is you think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or here's a good thought experiment. If you had to describe what, if a, I don't know, six-year-old asked you, what's forgiveness? How would you describe it? There you go. Yeah. Really try and make it. What would you want to teach? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And by having to describe it in simple language, you're sort of forcing yourself to clarify what you actually think about it. Yeah, to really detail it out a little bit. So this is big. I think a lot of people have difficulty with forgiveness and self-forgiveness in part because the idea of forgiveness is very, there are a lot of strong motivations associated with it, but it's very murky in terms of what it means for people. They mm-hmm. haven't really thought through it very yeah, well. Yeah. So I would encourage people that that would be a good first step, I think, is to really think through, well, what does forgiveness actually mean to me? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a a beautiful way to start. Um, and, and you do see these kind of interesting definitions sometimes of what forgiveness means. You know, for um, and, and some really, the reason this is important is if you have um, maybe what I would call a dysfunctional belief of what forgiveness is, you, you can potentially kind of put yourself in a situation where you're going to repeat that mistake over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Um for example, if you think forgiveness means, um, you know, if I forgive this, this, um, let's say you're in a relationship, they're physically abusive, and you say, f- to, f- to truly forgive them, I have to stay with them. Hmm. There's an interesting definition of forgiveness that is going to potentially keep you in harm's way or, or in a frustrating situation, mm-hmm. to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, so by de- defining what you think it is, you may discover some um, ideas in there that, you, you may look at and go, oh, yeah. that might be unhealthy. So I think a lot of people get frustrated when, when they're trying to, they've done something they regret, maybe something they repeatedly have done that they regret, and they're, maybe they're still doing it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're, but they're trying desperately to forgive themselves for it. I, I think one of the reasons this is hard and frustrating for people is this first point, which is they assume forgiveness is a one-off thing. That it's like, if I just do it, if I do it intentionally enough, or if I mean it enough, or if I do it strongly enough, then it'll happen. Yeah. And I'll get relief and things will be okay. Inevitably, that doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> right. There, there's, forgiveness is not magic. Right. right? Just, <laughs> just be, for instance, let, let's say you've, you've um, let's say it's something with a, um, you know, your, your significant other, your, your, par- your partner, right? And you have, you repeatedly do something to, to really hurt them. And you, maybe you've got a really bad temper and you just, you say really hurtful things sometimes. Um, and you just feel awful about this afterwards. But it, it's a pattern that keeps happening, right? It's just because you decide to forgive yourself and try hard not to do this again, that doesn't mean you're not going to remember those times when you did that. Right, and it and it certainly doesn't mean you're not going to feel bad when you remember those times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Forgiveness is is not like a magic potion yeah. that makes you immune to feeling bad about things you've done. That, that one of those memories will somehow conjure happy feelings now. No, yeah, no. You if you've done something wrong and you have a functioning memory, right. you will continue to feel badly to some extent whenever you remember that. Yeah, that is inevitable. Yeah, right? it'll be hard to remember the mistakes you've made. Right. Yeah, but. I can guarantee it. You're going to feel a lot worse if on top of feeling bad about something, 
you feel bad about the fact that you're still feeling bad because you tell yourself, I, sh- I should have forgiven myself. I, forg- yeah. I forgave myself. Why am I still feeling bad? I shouldn't feel bad about that. Right. There's something wrong with me because yeah. I feel this way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's complete. No matter how well you leave something behind and forgive yourself, you will still end up feeling badly about something if you've done something wrong in yeah. the past. There's, there's no, it's just reality, yeah. I think. So it's important to come to terms with that, I, I think. No, I, I would definitely agree. And, you know, for, forgiveness in this strange way, um, I couldn't agree more. I think it's a process. I actually, yeah. I think it's not something that's ever final, you know. Um, maybe in s- certain cases you can really wrap your mind around it, but sometimes it's just more of a process than anything. And so expecting yourself to have this moment where everything is made right and that you no longer um, have regrets is is kind of a, a, a brutal expectation. Yeah. I also think that forgiveness, including self-forgiveness, it's, again, I think because of the religious associations with it, we, there's all these in various religions, there's almost always in every major religion, there's some like set of rituals or, or kind of customs that you go through in order to be forgiven, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's like baptism in Christianity, you know, you get baptized, confession, stuff, stuff like, like that. that. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, and I'm not talking about the, the specifics of those um, rituals, but what I'm getting at is this, our psychology of forgiveness tends to be very um, action oriented. Mean, I do meaning, this thing. Yeah, it's a thing I do, yeah. right? And, and it's associated with these various actions and right. behaviors. Right. And I'm not sure, psychologically, I'm not sure that's actually how forgiveness works. To me, forgiveness is much more about what you don't do than what you do. Mm, mm. So when I see people who have a hard time forgiving themselves, what I see is they're ruminators. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're stuck going over and over and over. Whether it's someone who injured them, they keep replaying these injuries over and over and over again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or with themselves, they keep replaying the mistakes they've made over and over and over again. And often telling themselves what an asshole they are right. for making those mistakes. Right. Partly, yeah. I think, because of this belief that of like, I have to, I have to hurt as much as the other person hurt in order for the scales to be balanced and for me to be able to be forgiven. Or sometimes like I just cannot let myself off the hook for this because if I do, I wasn't really sorry. Yes, right. But I, to me, psychologically speaking anyway, I, I would say the definition of forgiveness is not ruminating on mistakes. That's exactly right. I am, right? yeah. Or, or even offering your forgiveness as you know, what I'm offering here is I'm no longer going to berate you with this thing forever. So if it's self-forgiveness, the idea is getting to a point where you're saying, I'm no longer going to berate myself constantly for this thing. Yeah. I will remember it. I will have regrets about it, but I don't want to continue to berate myself for this thing. It's not healthy. And replay it unnecessarily. Over and over over and over and over over again. again. Yeah. And I think something to point out too if, if you want, most people who, who want to forgive themselves, it, it kind of comes down to two things. They, they, what they really want is they want to be able to move on with their life and not be stuck mm-hmm. in this, mm-hmm. this pattern. And they want to do right by the people whom they wronged, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They want to have better relationships with their, with their spouse or with their kids or with their coworkers or like whoever, whomever it is that you wronged, right? right? Here's the thing. If you're pouring all of your energy into beating yourself up for what you did and replaying and elaborating on all your mistakes. Right. There's 
opportunity cost there. Mm-hmm. All that energy you're investing in that, that is not energy and time you can put towards actually making amends and moving on with things right. in a healthy, productive way. Right. So I think that's really important to see too, is that it's it's not just you that's suffering when you kind of beat yourself up and ruminate about your mistakes. You're withholding positive energy from other people in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. not to make people feel better. <laughs> no, I, I like your per- perspective here that, that forgiveness is, is kind of more about what you're not doing rather than what you are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me is a, a pretty sound um, definition and gives you a pretty clear pathway through to kind of hand, handle it. Um, you know, for, for, for that listener, for anybody else, I, I would say the desire to forgive yourself is, is the first step, right? That, that kind of moment where you're like, I want to not do this anymore. It, it's such an important thing. And to remind yourself of that frequently, I want to get better at this. I don't want to berate myself with this or whatever that is. And, and the idea there would be to foster that desire as best you can in the way you think and in your actions, you know, to kind of really remind yourself that you want to like yourself more and you want to forgive yourself and you want to move from these things. Um, and really nurture that a lot, that, that desire is so important, so critical. I think, you know, fanning the, the ember of that as best you can and kind of realizing and repeating that to yourself over and over is the first step. It really is. Yeah. And I can, okay. So I can hear kind of a devil's advocate client saying to me, in response to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also, obviously, I want to keep beating myself for, up for this stuff because I keep re- replaying it all too. So maybe that means I don't actually want to forgive myself. And I think that this is a classic mistake, which which comes from the, the way we mistakenly think about the brain and the mind, which is your your brain is not like one, th- it's not like a captain who sort of like drives the whole steers the ship, yeah, right? Yeah. Your brain is this crazy committee <laughs> right. with lots of different parts, right. all of whom have their own agendas, and they all, they all are, hopefully, we're trying to get them all on board. But as anyone who's ever served in a committee knows, that is a challenging task. <laughs> so it's not at all surprising that part of you wants to forgive yourself and part of you wants to beat yourself up. Yeah, that, or that you have conflicting ideas about yeah, this. Yeah, that's not unusual. Yeah. That's incredibly normal, yeah. right? And there's plenty of areas in, those, in our lives where we know this, right? If you want to, people who want to diet and eat better, right? Yes, I, I would like to lose weight, but I also really want that ice cream. Yeah. Like, that's normal. Everyone knows that. I would like to save more money, but yeah. I also want to buy this new shiny thing. Con- like, inner conflict is, it's normal. It's it's even healthy to some extent. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you, uh, and this is piggybacking off of your point, Todd. Just because part of you feels the urge to go back and, and kind of beat yourself up for past mistakes that doesn't invalidate the part of you that wants to move on. Right. 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 And so you can still cultivate that part of you that wants to move on and forgive yourself. Even if there's a part of you that's still saying, no, 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 you need to beat yourself up more. Yeah. Yeah, If you want to look at that, I like the committee member um, metaphor. That's kind of funny. Um, And and I would even reduce it down to um, you actually get to cast the deciding vote Mm. on all the voices in your head. (laughs) You are the one who will decide which committee member if you will, you're going to go with. So, um, man, but, but, but cultivating but, that, that, that vote for, Hey, let's, let's, let's learn to love myself and learn to move through this and mo- learn to cope with this better. Cast that vote. Right. Man, that's the, that's the committee member you want to start listening to. 
And it doesn't mean that you hate all the other committee members or whatever their point of view is. It just means, hey, this one looks a little bit more functional for me. Right. It also doesn't mean, let's say you you cast your vote. You decide, okay, no, we are going to move on Mm -hmm. and I'm going to forgive myself. That doesn't mean the other committee, the the self-recriminating committee member dies and goes away. (laughs) Right. They're still there. Yeah. They're not cast off the island. And they're still going to grumble and like mutter at you. All the time. Right? Yeah. And that's okay. That's, it's just the way it works. I mean, it's not pleasant, but. That's that other little thing. That obnoxious committee member. (laughs) Well, you know, I think this is, this is a broader point. Um, We are not our thoughts. (laughs) You know, we, we don't have to listen to every thought and give that, that, thought power. It's not real until you create something from that. But to realize you get to decide the casting vote and, and to nurture that desire that you want to cast that vote in that direction, I think is, is such an important first step. So for, for the listener who or to, who wrote us this question, you're already at that point. Let's, let's fan the flames of that desire to, to forgive yourself and, and to move on from some of the things. Um, the other part of that, though, is if you're identifying a mistake you you make, you want an earnest effort to to break that pattern. You really do. Um, that said, you also want to be able to understand that it might be difficult for you, and and again, it might be a process to do that. But you're probably going to have more success changing that that pattern if you're on your own side there and you're you're fanning those flames of forgiveness than you are in that other committee members voice berating yourself constantly for it. Right. Yeah. Yep. So if we had to sum things up, I would say for, forgiveness is a process. Right? Definitely. Like anything else. And it's going to be kind of messy, right? There's it's no clean, clean lines. Yeah. No, right. it's also not magic. It's not something that just like, once you do it, you just feel wonderful and everything's better. Again, it's messy. Like you're going to have difficult feelings and, pain and that, but that doesn't mean you're not moving in a good direction yeah. for you. Um, so I think you got to kind of face up to the the messiness of forgiveness and, and really understand that stuff. It's not ideal, but it's the way it is. And it doesn't mean we can't move forward just because that stuff's going on too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have I just two points I would make. One, um, for, forgiveness not only is a process, but I, I kind of think of it as a desire in a way. It, it's a, I mean, like you said, if you offer your forgiveness to somebody else, or maybe like I said earlier, um, what you're doing is you're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to berate you. I'm not going to require restorative justice here. I'm not going to need a pound of flesh for the wrong that was committed here. That's what you're doing. Even if you offer your forgiveness to somebody else because you want to, that doesn't mean you're happy about what happened right? or that you're pleased about the end, um, where it ended up. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means that you're not going to seek your pound of flesh and that you're not going to hold that over that person's head. That's all it means. It doesn't mean that you're going to love that, that, that was a mm-hmm. thing. It doesn't mean that you're going to like it. Um, doesn't even mean that you, that you remotely wanted to do it. It just, other than for your own headspace, maybe. Um, so to, 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 to foster that desire because that is forgiveness, I think. Just kind of that constant remembering, you know, that you're moving in this other direction, that you're not going to berate yourself or seek that pound of flesh. That is forgiveness. And, and it may take a lot of that and, and consistent um, reminders of that um, for sure for that to feel better. But um, that is a process and it's a desire, I think. Right. Yeah. And um, my other point would be just do it. It's, it's, it's a far better headspace to be in nurturing that desire than it is to not. So 
for anybody out there who's looking for, for giving themselves, do it. Get going. Hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.